here. All right, cool, cool. So we've got your chart up. You can see it here. And mm -hmm. a couple of things I want to point out uh, prior to kind of getting into the nitty gritty is I noticed that you have a lot of planets over on the left-hand side of your chart. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm kind of at the bottom there. So that leads me to believe based on this information that you like to work behind the scenes and you have a mm -hmm. lot kind of, you're kind of that person who initiates, makes things happen. Yeah, I'd definitely say that's true. I'm an, yeah, an ideas person. I'd start things. I'm not so great at following through, but yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. That, that's here too. But <laughs> let's just say you have that passion to yeah. start. Um, it, do, you, do you like to play behind the scenes? Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm, I guess that's, yeah, the way I've been. I mean, I've been in health for years, um, so you're not particularly a front person per se. And even, I mean, I work with clients all the time. You know, that's, I'm a leader, but I'm a leader with the face-to-face, -face, you know, with one person rather than in an entire group or, or things. So that's, yeah, yeah. Okay, so cool. All right, and it, it's just so interesting because it's all kind of, weighted in on the one side, but let's kind of get into things here. Um, let's talk about your um, clarity of purpose. So let's, let's look at purpose. So we're gonna look at your sun, your moon, your mercury, and your rising. Mm -hmm. So your sun is here in Aquarius. Um, so I, I love Aquarius. Um, I have like a bias with like two signs and neither of them on my own. So, <laughs> so, and then your moon is in um, Sagittarius, your Mercury in Capricorn, and of course your rising is this heavy line here, which happens mm -hmm. in Scorpio. So looking at those things, that the Scorpio rising, um, your moon, in Capricorn, sorry, in Sagittarius, your Mercury in Capricorn, and your Sun in uh, Aquarius. Even before I get to that, it's just interesting. Three, the three actual planets are literally sitting in your second house. So we'll be talking more about that later, but okay. um, that puts a lot of weight there. And your, there's, mm -hmm. well, we know there's a lot of weight in your first and second house. So let's look at that. Um, those three things coming up really right together. So there is um, Scorpio, which is what your ascendant is. Which you, when you think about it, it's really how people see you. It's mm -hmm. probably, um, we mostly think that we act like our sun sign because we've kind of been programmed that way. Um, and our sun sign is kind of like, um, our own flair. Mm -hmm. If it's our business, it's that special sauce that we bring uh, to the business. But our rising sign, like Scorpio, is something that is how people actually perceive us. So people would perceive you more to be instead of, well, it's not that instead of, but they would perceive you more to be um, with characteristics of Scorpio. So maybe a very deep into research, very esoteric, um, mm -hmm. the, um, 
deep and sensual. So it would be some of those characteristics of what they would be seeing. So when you think of purpose, it's going to be around those things, along with developing, um, and this comes out of Sagittarius, a philosophy. And that's also kind of in your first house. We'll get more there later. But also developing this unique philosophy around things. So let's see, what are we developing in a philosophy around? Um, okay. We've got empire building. We've got um, community. Okay. So to me, I'm looking at, I'm thinking your purpose or it's going to be something around creating community, mm -hmm. community creating empire. So, or an empire creating community. Um, and people are, and you have certain kinds of people that are going to be attracted into that community. They're going to be more of how they see you. So they, if they see you as sensual, uh, they're probably somewhat sensual themselves. If they see you as a stick, mm -hmm. that's who they are. And so that's the people that you're attracting to help build. I don't know what kind of work you have. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> this? My, my background is I'm a um, occupational therapist, psychotherapist background. Um, and then through, because we've been expat for a long time now back in the UK, I'm now, I do more sort of energy work and um, hypnotherapy com combination as well. Oh, cool. So who do you work so, with? Um, mostly now it seems to, I'm kind of, it's funny that you're stretching on community. It is more um, women predominantly women, successful women who are just struggling with still, even though they should, to all intents and purposes, have it together, they're still that I'm not good enough, self-doubt, self-hatred, self-loathing, you know, that whole limiting belief. So that's where I'm working a lot. Yeah. Okay, that actually makes sense. I'm going to jump really quick. Mm -hmm. um, that would come up over here at, at where your Chiron is, which is in Aries. So one of the things that I've noticed is when someone is, um, the Chiron's a place where we ourselves are wounded, mm -hmm. really good at helping others work through it. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what you said, self-loathing, self-hate, you know, um, having really bad perceptions, maybe even of their body or their mind, they have that, that part in them that's always telling them negative things about themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the monkey noise just going, ongoing, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that is that is the Chiron in Aries. So it doesn't mm -hmm. surprise me those are the kinds of people you're working with and that you said they're very, very successful. Yeah, they're two intense persons, you know, they're academics mostly, they're, they're in good, you know, UN positions, lawyers. But it, it seems that's what's attracted to me um, and that's a lot of it has been referral-based, just word of mouth because um, I'm not so great at marketing. That's, you know, that's my thing. Um, but yeah, and they're all, they all should, you know, and they know that on paper, they, they look like they've got it all together. Mm -hmm. And in certain areas of their life, they completely have, but there's still that limiting belief that imposter syndrome is something that is bringing them down. And, and there's a lot more, I'm doing a lot more in shadow work, and I'm noticing that in my own life, that's coming up as well. I'm really having to sit with my own, feelings where I've suppressed them for probably for years so yeah yeah and that's that 12th house and mm -hmm. that's your um, divine client archetype mm -hmm. right that's um, the people you're serving but it's also where your karma is 
So by serving people and helping them, that also deals with your karma. So that's, you know, like I said, Scorpios, it's sensual, it's, it's mystic, but it's, it's that part of you that, or that time that researches like crazy, they will go deep. So it didn't surprise me. It's lawyers, it's academics, because mm -hmm. they'll go very, very deep and narrow into what they do. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, your, your clientele so far doesn't surprise me. And they would fit into that on that research um, characteristic. Mm -hmm. that Scorpio has um, that's so interesting um, I want to I want to jump to something else you said about doing the shadow work mm -hmm. there's an aspect because you said marketing too so it was kind of funny there's an aspect of your chart that looks at um, personal brand which kind of is akin to marketing we'll talk a little bit more about communicating out to people as well but in this case, I, right now, I just want to focus on that personal brand piece and the shadow piece. So I noticed that your um, Black Moon Lilith is in your 10th house. Well, your 10th house itself is in Virgo. So also, this is kind of that client archetype you have anyway. Chances are, because they're academics, because they're lawyers, they're used to having things like laid out one, step one, step two, step three, step four. And with personal branding, that's one of the things I would say, make sure you're laying out things, step one, step two, step three, step four. They're looking to you for organization, not their own chaos. <laughs> they need that chaos yeah. organized. But the, the Black Moon Lilith there being, um, twofold. Also with the Pluto there. The, I'll, let me see how I can wind this all together. Basically, beware perfection. So sometimes um, these folks and us, you know, too, we, as we're going through and we create things or patterns at work, right? We create our own rituals. We create our own routines. Then all of a sudden, we think if we deviate from that routine, everything's going to fall apart. Yeah. Right. And so that's part of um, what's going on there with the Pluto and the Black Moon Lilith. It's like, don't get so stuck in perfection. Mm -hmm. Folks get that stuck in perfection. <laughs> there can be deviation. There can be a day where you wake up and go, you know what? I'm not going to jump out of bed, throw on my shoes and go run for, you know, an hour. I I'm going to mm -hmm. here and the world is not going to. Right. And so yeah. kind of where those two are coming from, but it has a lot to do with the Black Moon Lilith about finding a really healthy balance between devotion to the rituals and using their intuition so they can heal, so they can really go on that journey um, and learn more about self-love, mm -hmm. let go of self-doubt. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably the, the big part there. Um. I definitely need to share. <laughs> um, but that 10th house thing is, like I said, about marketing. Make sure you're marketing to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Um, that needs to be part of that marketing message. And the concept of, we've also got Libra here in the 10th house as well, and that concept of beauty. But it's a concept of beauty, um, again, not so laced in perfection, but kind of your their own idea of what's beautiful. 
Mm -hmm. Like, there's this phrase. I don't even know if it's in England or not. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So beauty definitely is in the eye of a beholder. And so we don't need to look at a, a commercialized idea of beautiful, whether mm -hmm. it's with people or objects, mm -hmm. following their intuition and seeing beauty. Mm -hmm. um, that would be another piece that, if that could come out as your marketing, would be really helpful. Um, I was almost landing with you because I feel like I'm just talking, talking, talking. <laughs> Yeah, that, you know, that makes sense. It does. A lot of what you're saying in terms of how I need to, yeah, need to market myself and the way I actually work and what I, what I, you know, yeah, my own stumbling blocks, I guess, as well. Yeah, being vulnerable yeah. Is, a, is always a nice place to go, um, mm -hmm. especially with this placement. There's other placements where you would be more closed up. Yeah, and that, that thing that you say about perfection, it's definitely there. I'm, I'm definitely, I've always been a bit of a perfectionist and actually, not really giving myself, you know, I'm really good with clients about self worth, self care, you know, not having that self doubt, and yet that's still very, been a very strong element of me. And I don't, I don't give up. I always think oh, I've got to do, I've got to do. Even now, I mean, you know, we're all in COVID, we're all in lockdown. I've got my yes. teenagers at home. I've got to give them the time, but I'm still going at the back of my mind. No, I should be doing that. I should be doing that. And actually, I said yesterday, no this is their time this is my time with them as well so actually I'm not going to do that and I'm allowed not to do <laughs> yeah yeah so it's actually been something that you know that it's almost had to go right that's it just stop it's fine and it's okay and the world isn't going to change and it's not going to well the world is changing but you know not everything is going to fall down just because I do something else yes yeah yeah Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the growth edge because you're mm -hmm. kind of a part of your growth edge already. Just that, that I think the, if there's an upside to the pandemic, it's people are getting to look at those shadows in themselves and look at what and figure out what's important. Um, and so that you're always like, this is the time I have with these kids before, you know, they're gone. Yeah. Without yeah. this pause, you wouldn't have even probably realized you, that time was coming. And mm -hmm. I think it's a, the beautiful thing. There's a lot of not so beautiful things about what's going on, but that's <laughs> the beautiful things. Yeah. Um, the growth edge you can find here with, and this is part of your soul's work. So your Chiron, your true north node, and your rising are about your soul's work. So we talked about, like you said, just self-improvement self-empowerment etc and how that's that has been a struggle for you and that's how you're helping people um in the same way um you're going to help them as you work through those things you will help yourself with your true north net which is kind of your growth edge if there's a if there was like a, a an assignment uh for life it would be the true north net it's the map you have to have to get to the top you have to summit um yours is an aquarius which again love the placement um but that means that probably your bigger strength is in leo mm -hmm. that's your south moon so leos are typically very courageous uh they adore people and they like to be adored uh, they're very um 
they're benefactors. They like to give other people things. They, um, they're happy and jovial and creative, all those good things. And they like to stand out in the crowd, right? Mm -hmm. Bravado in that way. So it's taking those things that are Leo in you and bringing them with you so you can summit the mountain, which is Aquarius, which is being more in a group, which is being, um, they still have that same philanthropic thread, I think, really through yeah. both of them. Um, but yeah, kind of being more in the masses, which like you said, I like to work one-on-one, -on -one. at least love working one-on-one -on -one. and being adored by millions, but it's not all that you actually see at your work. But when it comes to working with groups and it comes to working um, um, with um, large scale kind of organizations and being part of it but not necessarily leading it it's kind of like mm -hmm. from behind if you heard like servant leadership something like that mm -hmm. um that's kind of what i'm seeing as that is a thing to to summit so really to expand um and that would be the growth edge how does that sound yeah interesting i don't know where i how or you know i've had no thoughts oh, you yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the things I see in here that I said I would come back to is your second house. Mm -hmm. Second house is how you make money. So part of your second house is starts in Sagittarius, um, goes through Capricorn, completely captured, and then ends in Aquarius. Right. So it kind of starts with your moon and ends with your sun. Then we go along in there. And so when I'm looking at that with how you make money, you always have to keep who's my client in mind. Mm -hmm. It does talk about building an empire because Capricorn is the empire builder. So mm -hmm. I think to me, when you, and when I say the masses, you're, I don't want to say this. Um, more than one-on-one, -on -one, right? So it could be you work with larger groups. When I say larger groups, it might be a larger group of 12, mm -hmm. right? And you're taking them through this kind of more group experience so they can see that the things that they're having issues with, other women having issues with, and from there, they can use that energy to all rise. Yeah, yeah. And so if these folks are, like you said, academics, lawyers, you know, kind of uh, maybe even some business people, they're all building um, some kind of empire. Mm -hmm. um, so an empire doesn't necessarily mean multinational corporation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm looking at right now is by getting that together, by creating... Um, Again, that step-by-step -step plan, you mm -hmm. leaning into that Virgo, creating that step-by-step -step plan so they can start developing routines but not be slave to those routines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's what's going to be helpful. And, and diving deep, like Sagittarius not only likes to create step-by-step -step plans like Virgo, but Sagittarius likes to um, – 
take all that research um, that was done with um, Scorpio and bring it to bear and mm -hmm. take all those bits of knowledge and organize them. They're really like a master teacher. So I feel like part of what you're doing to make money, of course, is teaching. And when you said shadow work, I see that kind of with the moon being there as well at beginning mm -hmm. moments. So they work through that stuff and then start to come out of it. And, and um, you have that diffusion go through whatever they're doing, whether it's their own company, it's their um, academic um, researcher work, it's whatever it is that they do. Um, it kind of diffuses through there. And then it brings together more. No, it brings, no, I'm going to still use it. It brings them together to rise even higher. Like okay. yeah. kind of the pathway that I'm seeing through your second house. Um, and of course, as you're going through all this, you yourself have to be being filled up because you're mm -hmm. a lot, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or it's, it's managing the group energy and giving to the group. So also interesting enough, your parts fortune, which I think of as more of your, um, how you find fulfillment, how you find your own personal goal, right? Yeah. Is in your second house. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. What? Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting that it's there because it has to do with your values and self-worth. Mm -hmm. You have to have that self-worth going on and self-mastery. And that's what's going to bring you happiness. And I think expanding those things out to these same women is what's going to bring them happiness too. Mm -hmm. Self-worth mm -hmm. and self-mastery. So, um, and that all ends up with dealing with the shadows. Mm -hmm learning how to, to, to stop that, that tape that's been playing in their head since probably childhood. Yeah. Um, and seeing what's really going on in front of them. It's, it's a beautiful placement. I could see why there's so much energy mm -hmm. in the bottom half of your chart because it's going to be harder, I think, for these women to, I, that's why I saw this, I said masses, and I had to make sure I said small group masses, um, because sometimes they won't want to self-identify that way. No, and I think, you know, and that's, I guess that's part, what you're saying is that's part of me as well. This, I don't, I've never dealt with emotions well, and these often women aren't dealing with them, their emotions. So what I do well is bring the logic to mm -hmm. their emotions. So then they can make sense of that. Yeah. And I think potentially I can do that as a, you know, and I've, I've had that feeling not, you know, I guess empire is just a term, isn't it? It, yeah. it? it was more of that community, a community of women together that can focus on their own feminine power. And we, you know, that, you know, their emotions can be put out there, but if we make them logical and they can make sense of them, then that's, you know, a better container for all and for them. For them, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's interesting yeah. you brought up that in the your eighth house, which <laughs> I'll probably um, start to wrap here. But and I'll ask you just start thinking if you have another question. Mm -hmm. You brought up the emotions um, and really dealing with them. It's like in your eighth house, you have your vertex there, which is like a gateway. Mm -hmm. Eighth house is in Cancer, which is like the mother bear. 
it's like the mom of the zodiac um is cancer and cancer does deal with really deep emotions and um the stress that comes with emotional issues which is something that you're talking about it's like well, how do i make sense of all this stuff instead your gateway is really nurturing others so that they can go through their troubled waters so they can start to understand their emotions. Mm -hmm. um, and, but it's important for you to, to, um, to cross, a, cross through the gate, I guess is what I want to say, to really get to a point where you can have deep compassion and be emotionally involved. Mm -hmm. so whereas like you said they're kind of removed from emotions they don't know what to do with them because it, really the way that we're structured emotion and it's societal ways emotions are bad things mm -hmm. you can't be emotional if you or you're deemed too feminine if you're emotional right yeah yeah and and that's the language of feminine rather when we actually that's how we see it the language of feminine is yeah too emotional too overcharged where actually we should be looking at it in a powerful way that's exactly. my thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's where that yeah. coming in with your vertex too, crossing that gate is looking and grabbing that emotional piece and saying, actually, this is good. Actually, mm -hmm. we can learn how we could, there's a lot to learn here. I love how the term hysterical mm -hmm. comes from um, basically the uterus. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a woman who's always hysterical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're always just forceful. Are <laughs> passionate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All the good things. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a question. <laughs> <laughs> you have. Um, no, I no. I, yeah, it, it makes sense. It sounds sounds good. Positive. I, yeah, there's a lot. I think I need to look over that replay again as well. There's a lot to take in, actually. And I, I don't understand all the suns and moons and, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chart. Um, but, yeah, a lot of what you said does make sense to me. It's definitely me and it definitely relates to all that I'm doing or trying to do. Um, yeah, and I think it's just focusing. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's that purpose. I think what you also touched on that alignment, really. There's something about I need to be more aligned with what I'm doing. You know, so it, and because that's where I felt sometimes it is not in flow. And I think it's just been about finding that niche, finding, you know, and realizing what's actually coming to me is, is what I need. You mm -hmm. know, I've marketed myself in other ways and, you know, but actually what I'm getting and the, the clients that want to work with me are you know they've led me down a different path and so and it's kind of going okay well this is actually you know so i've changed i've changed again you know um and and going less down the academic route which has always been my kind of safety net of, of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know no, let me just research yeah. this yeah yeah exactly but and and to going with and just sitting with things you know and taking them because that's where they want to go and that and, and be that container but also deal with my own, yeah, stuff along the way. Yeah. They need yeah. to do that because they need that to see that it's mm -hmm. possible to be done. Because they got a lot yeah. to deal with too. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right.